Welcome back, or welcome to the ABCs of Disability Planning. My name is Eric Jorgensen. I'm the host of ABCs of Disability Planning. I'm also the founder of Special Needs Navigator. I started Special Needs Navigator to help individuals, professionals, and families navigate the maze of benefits, resources, and services available to those with intellectual and developmental disabilities. And this podcast came out of that in that I really want to make sure families, professionals, individuals know about organizations, especially newer technology organizations that they may never have heard of, because a lot of us, myself included, tend to default to what those who have come before us are telling us. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, oftentimes that's the only way to really know which direction you need to go in is, is you know, who, who came before you and what did they overcome and what did they put in place. Today's guest, Richard Chan, the co-founder of CoverRight, is an example of that technology entrepreneur, much like TrueLink. And Richard comes to us from Australia. He's He now lives in New York. He started a company called Credible. He was part of the company Credible that helped people with student loans. And now he's working on what he calls the TurboTax for Medicare and giving the power back to consumers. I don't know if any of you have ever called, tried to get a Medicare plan or called about it, but I will tell you, I've helped clients do it in the past when I was a financial advisor. And as soon as you click, give your email or you uh, ask for some information, the phone calls and emails, they just never stop. And Richard's approach and his team's approach is different. What they're doing instead is offering a concierge style of service. Their website is phenomenal. They have Medicare 101 videos, which is a course. They have a great FAQ. You don't have to call. You can communicate via email. And they've clearly outlined their four-step process. And in, in Richard touches on why they have that process and, and what that process is meant to do. We don't do a super deep dive into any one of the categories, although we do touch on what the four different types of Medicare are. We highlight what you should be thinking about if you're a dual eligible, meaning if you have Medicaid and Medicare. We touch on when you should be looking into Medicare. You become eligible at your 65th birthday. So there's just a lot of great nuggets in this this episode. I really encourage you to listen, maybe listen twice. Listen with fans, with your parents if you have if you have parents who are looking into Medicare or they're already enrolled in Medicare, and check out Coverite. I'm going to have a link to Coverite's website in my show notes. You know, and, and check them out. I'd love to hear back from you. Tell me what you think. Good morning, Richard. Thank you for joining me today on the ABCs of Disability Planning podcast. I. Uh, I've got to ask, man, of all the things you could have tackled as a, as a tech entrepreneur, why Medicare? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good question, Eric. And, and you know, thanks so much for, for having me on, on the podcast. I'm sort of excited to be here. So, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting story leading up to, to Medicare. So my, my background in general, one, I'm from Australia, if, if sort of the, your listeners, listeners are listening in and wondering where that accent is from. But my background has always been in sort of financial services and started my career in that space, quite similar to you, Eric, as well, and, and had moved on to, you know, this interest in technology and how technology and finance can really help people in various ways. And so actually prior to starting CoverRight, I was actually at a company called Credible.com, which is really tackling another financial services issue on the other end of the spectrum in the student loan space. You know, obviously, that's a huge, huge issue in the US as well. But the, the Medicare segment was one that really attracted me for really a few reasons. One, coming from Australia, I remember sort of my own healthcare experience initially getting here was extremely complex. 
my first surprise bill, sort of not understanding a lot of the terms and how it was really structured. And, you know, I could only imagine for someone who's really had group insurance for most of their career, having to really select individual insurance for the first time is super difficult. And so that was an interesting problem I thought we could solve with technology. Secondly, yeah, going back to this theme of, of helping people with these sort of financial services related problems, obviously with Medicare for most of the population that, that is in that space, as you get older, the intersection of finance and health actually becomes much more intertwined. And so it's an interesting way to be able to have that conversation with someone, help them through this process as they really have to select this plan and this sort of high anxiety decision process, and then really build a relationship off that, that we can then continue to use technology to, to help them with. I, I like that. I, I think technology is going to be a game changer, especially with Medicare. I think about when I was a financial advisor and I would be working with clients who were playing for, we were getting ready to apply for Medicare because they're coming up on their 65th birthday and they would, they would sign up and then the calls would come and they would just never freaking stop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you do yeah, something different, a, right? I mean, you don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's an unfortunate fact of, of, you know, the industry and how the industry has evolved this sort of experience where, You've sort of put your number in online and these sort of so-called marketplaces. And then, you know, you start Monday and by Wednesday, there's 20 people trying to call you to sell you Medicare insurance. And so, you know, our goal is really to flip that model on its head and give the power back to the consumer or the beneficiary for Medicare. Uh, what we what we have built is really a concierge model. We call it sort of TurboTax for Medicare, where we help the consumer through this process of understanding Medicare, which is obviously a difficult process subject to, to sort of wrap your head around uh, by itself. But we have an online course where we walk them through that process. They can understand Medicare. And then we have a few other sort of features and tools really to, to help them make a selection. And, and one important one is one of our quizzes where we sort of help you through this maze of, and I'm sure these terms might, might sound familiar, not familiar to some people, Medicare Advantage, Medicare Supplement, should you be in a special needs plan, should you have a drug plan, like all these things, we try and simplify that down with the goal of really letting the consumer be part of this process, which doesn't happen through the existing process of getting a phone call. You can't see what you're buying. People are typically very pushy in, in the way they put you into a plan. You don't know how many plans they've searched. It's a big one, whether they're just searching one, they're pretending they're searching one or two. And so our goal is to lift that, give the transparency. You can shop the plans on our platform. You can speak to us anytime through chat email, phone call, you can book a call. And our goal really is to give the power back to you so you know you can choose when you want to speak to us and how we can help you. I, I try to help clients in the past and it's, I'll get questions like, well, which one should I need? Or, you know, which plan F, G? And I'm like, I, I don't even know where to begin. And then your, your health insurance broker isn't really the person to go to either because they know health insurance. Uh, although That's I think right. some of them might try to sell Medicare too, because if you're licensed, you can sell anything. It's ahead, definitely, yeah, I think we're about to jump in. It's, it's definitely a, a difficult, not a difficult, a different topic to regular health insurance. That's completely right. One, because it's a federally funded program. So there's different sections of it. And I think the hardest part is, is really understanding what's the public part, what's the private part, and what's the combination that I need that makes sense for me. And the good and bad thing is, unfortunately, there's no one size fits all. It is a very personalized decision. Like what's right for your friend or your neighbor might not be right for you because you might be taking different drugs. You might have a different health condition that's covered very differently across the plan and how, how you sort of pay for that is also could be quite different. Yeah. And, and about paying for it, 
to your point, you said you mentioned earlier how people get used to being on group insurance and maybe they pay premiums, comes out of their paycheck and you're used to office visits, co-pays or what have you. But Medicare does something different, right? So Medicare, Medicare Part B specifically, which is your health insurance, it only pays what, 80% of everything or how does that work? Yeah, that's right. So there's there's really four, you know, if you've ever gone online, there's four uh, alphabetical designations that you really probably need to know. There's Medicare Part A, B, C, and D. Part A is hospital insurance. So that's ever, you know, anything inpatient. If you ever visit the hospital, that's that's the coverage that will cover any of that stay. Typically, for most people, that is free, premium free, because you've paid Medicare taxes as you're working. You've done that for at least 10 years. That is free. The only cost around that when you, if you stay on the original traditional Medicare program is if you go to, to a hospital, there's a, about a $1,500 copay for the first 60 days. Part B, uh, as you say, is sort of your general health insurance and, and covers anything that we call medical, so anything outpatient, so doctors, ambulance services, preventive services. In most cases, Medicare will pay 80% of the cost, and so you have a 20% gap that you have to cover yourself if you stay on the original program. In addition to that, Part B has a premium that you have to start paying once you enroll. That's in 2022 now $170 per month or higher, depending on your income. So that can that can scale up if you're a higher income earner. The other two parts to Medicare is Part C. These are called Medicare Advantage plans. And you know, if if anyone's ever been watching TV over sort of the last quarter of the, the year, you'll hear a lot of promotions on these. What these are are really bundled private plans uh, that typically combine your Part A, Part B, as well as your drug coverage into a single plan. When you choose to go into a, a Part C or Medicare Advantage plan, that is really an alternate to staying in the traditional regional Medicare. So when you choose to go on one of those plans, you're choosing to receive your coverage through a company that's contracted with the government to deliver you Medicare rather than directly from the government. So that's a big difference that people sometimes get confused on. Uh, and the last part is, is Part D, which stands for drugs. And that's really, depending on what type of plan you are, it's really drug coverage. And you can, there's two ways to do that. One, you buy a standalone drug plan. That's if you stay on original Medicare or you have that bundled within your Part C plan, which I just spoke about. And so that's like the, the sort of four key alphabetical designations. The most confusing thing is there's another thing called Medicare Supplement, which is also <laughs> has 10 alphabetical designations from, from A to, to N that you have to wrap your head around if you decide you want to do that. So what I, what I didn't hear you say anything about was dental or vision. So are people up, you know, out of luck with that or is there, is there another option? Would that be covered under an advantage or a supplement or... Yeah, yeah. So the Medicare program by itself through the government is really only supposed to cover medically necessary costs. So if you stay in original Medicare Part A and Part B, you actually get limited or you actually don't get any dental or vision that is routine. Although, you know, there's been talk within the press and the, the, the government about maybe extending Medicare to cover that. The way you can get dental and health coverage through Medicare is to go into a Medicare Advantage plan. These are the plans that are provided by the private companies. And in a lot of cases, they'll sometimes give you extra benefits that are not covered by the original Medicare program, such as dental, vision, hearing, coverage for over-the-counter drugs. It really depends on the plan, depends on your area in terms of how what benefits they cover and how much they will cover. Awesome. And then for some people with 
you know, disabilities. I'm thinking like with my son, he's on Medicare and Medicaid and that's, they're called dual eligible, right? So it is, you know, and I want to make sure people understand it's typically people don't have to do anything because if if somebody gets disabled adult child benefit and 24 months after SSDI, they get Medicare, but do, if somebody's a dual eligible, should they be considering Medicare advantages or Medicare supplements, or is that something to wait until they turn 65? I mean, and obviously you can't speak for individuals, but as, yeah. a, as a general rule, is there is there anything to say? Or Yeah, I mean, I would say that Medicare supplement less so. The problem with supplement, and for those who don't know what Medicare supplement is and Medigap, those are really plans that cover the 20% out-of-pocket that we you mentioned earlier that doesn't get covered by Medicare. Supplements are more difficult conversation for those people under 65. There's no federal requirement necessarily in most cases to provide those. In some states, they do force insurance companies to have a plan for the, those under 65, but they're typically very expensive and not sort of out of reach and, and out of reach for, for most people. Medicare Advantage, you're exactly right. There are plans called special needs plans, dual special needs plans or DSMP plans. They're definitely worth considering. What those plans do is they bundle your Medicare and Medicaid coverage into a single coverage plan. So you don't have to worry about you know, administration across both programs. And uh, in a lot of cases, because uh, you have Medicaid within that bundle, a lot of the costs are zero dollars, a very low cost. It also comes with drug coverage, which will be also lower cost than they would be normally because of the Medicaid side. And then you also get access to some of these extra benefits that I mentioned earlier, like the dental, vision, hearing, over-the-counter, some you know, some of the clean groceries now. And so it really depends on your, your situation and where you live again. There's no sort of broad brush, you know, it's the right thing or not to do, but it's definitely worthwhile considering. And the reason I say that is because Medicare Advantage plans are becoming more popular. That's one thing, but the insurance companies, the benefits are also getting better each year. And so that's to the consumer's benefit. You know, if they're they're competing more, then there's probably more options and it's worthwhile at least checking every year whether it makes sense to go into one. So if you go into a Medicare Advantage plan, are you locked into it for the rest of your life or is that something you can change every year? I mean, how does that work? Yeah. Yeah, so typically for for people who uh, do not have disability benefits, it's a once a year chance to switch. So we have the open enrollment period, which typically happens in the last quarter of the year. At that point, you'll see a lot of advertisement. That's, that's a reason for that. But uh, that's when you can switch. If you're sort of dual eligible, you, rec- you can actually switch once every quarter. You have one choice every quarter to switch a plan if you really want to. Obviously, we don't recommend that. Hopefully, you're in the right plan in the first place. But if you don't like it or your situation changes, there is an opportunity every quarter to switch. I didn't know that. But again, I want to caution people who are listening. This isn't something they should be doing on their own, right? I mean, this is why I brought you on a podcast. I mean, this yeah. is this is your bread and butter. This is what your this is what your staff does yeah. all day long. Exactly. You know, they, they review these plans, and so when, when yeah. somebody when somebody reaches out to you. You're pretty agnostic when it comes to plants, right? I mean, you're 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 gonna really. Can you just talk me through what a what a typical phone call might be like with, with somebody who calls out to see what's going on? Yeah, yeah. So there's it really depends on how. And again, our platform's set up so that you know you can call us straight away, or you can go through and do some education by yourself. So it really depends on how far you've gone through that that process. But what we always do is we'll always do what we call sort of a needs assessment on the phone call to really understand, you know, what plan are you currently in? What are the benefits and what are you paying? Uh, what are you looking for uh, in a new plan? Uh, or what you're unhappy about with your current plan? 
and then we'll sort of go into the options available to you after that. We are agnostic across what whatever plan and whatever insurance company you're in. Our goal is to put you in the right combination of plans, whether that is staying in the default original Medicare program and maybe just with a drug plan to help you pay for drugs, or that's going to a Medicare Advantage plan. And our specialists will walk you through that choice. And you can always, always see that option online as well. What's important for us, in addition to doing the needs assessment, is we'll always walk through, particularly if you go through looking at Medicare Advantage plans, what drugs you're taking. That's a really important one. And a lot of people, we've had a lot of customers come through and, and you know, they just assume that, you know, I, I take this drug, it's really cheap right now, it's going to stay that way under the new plan. What we've seen is, in some cases, the, the difference between drug prices in the same zip code across different, different plans can range up to two to 300% difference, depending on the plan, depending on the plan that you're in. So that's, that's something we always uh, make sure we check. And the second is, if you have any doctors that are important to you, depending on what type of plan you are, there are sometimes networks, and we'll make sure that you know, it, it makes sense for you to, to be in a plan where there might be a network restriction. There are benefits to network restrictions, often in terms of lower costs overall, but sometimes that might not be the right choice for, for someone who has you know, a lot of doctors or just needs the flexibility or a snowbirds and, and sort of move around the country a lot. Yeah, I, I had no idea the drugs could be that expensive in zip codes. I mean, I knew year by year the formulary changes and, you know, they should be checking, but I didn't realize there's such a difference even within the zip code. Yeah, yeah. It really, it's surprising, like some some drugs, how much they differ. I mean, some, you know, if they're generics they tend, and they tend to be generics, then they will probably be more consistently priced. But there are, as you get further up into branded or sort of non-preferred drugs, depending on the carrier and their contracts with a lot of these drug companies and pharmacies, like that can change very significantly. Oh, wow. So with Medicare, you become eligible three months before your 65th birthday to three months after that six month window. When else is open season? You know, when you, you mentioned people can call you, but is Medicare, I mean, can you change out in and out of Medicare anytime throughout the year? Or is there a specific time frame that, that people need to be thinking about? Yeah. So if you're turning 65, there is that three months before, three months after period that you just spoke about. That's really the most important period to be reaching out. Ideally, the earlier part of that three months. The reason for that is two things. One, you don't want a coverage gap you know, between whatever insurance you have now, whether that's a marketplace plan or whether that's your employer's plan, your plan to retire and when Medicare kicks in. And secondly, uh, there are late enrollment penalties for Medicare. And that's something that I think surprises a lot of people when they sort of defer the decision. But if you miss your Medicare enrollment, the government actually charges you a penalty for enrolling Medicare late, really for the reason that, you know, they don't want people who are healthy, you know, not enrolling, not paying premiums, and then suddenly enrolling when they're sick, and then everyone else has to, you know, bear the cost when they're, when they're not healthy. Uh, so there are late enrollment penalties. A lot of people don't know that. It's important to reach out to us when you're sort of coming up to that 65 age. And the other consideration there is whether you should be staying to your, in your employer plan if you're still working. Sometimes there are benefits to that. Maybe your spouse or children are covered under that and you want to, you want to keep that going and we can help you through that decision. In terms of can you just enroll and, and disenroll? Once you're enrolled, you typically stay. There are a few exceptions. You know, if you go back to work, you can sort of, come off Medicare again. But once you once you go into Medicare, it really is, in most cases, unless you have TRICARE or like you're a veteran, like the only way to get health insurance. If you go to the marketplace, the marketplace won't cover you once you turn 65 and you're expected to go into Medicare. 
in terms of like enrolling and disenrolling in plans, in most cases, again, it's really that particularly private plans, it's that once a year choice that you have to make. And so that's where, you know, we, our goal is to, you know, when you turn 65, put you in the right plan. As your situation changes, we can continue to have that conversation with you. You have new drugs, for example, or, you know, your doctor changes or you're moving from, you know, uh, the east down to down to Florida or somewhere else that's a bit warmer um, because you're retiring and you need a new plan. We can help you with all those situations. That's awesome. And, and with Tricare, I just want to clarify for any any retirees out there listening, Tricare for Life requires you to you know be enrolled in Medicare to have Tricare for Life. Federal, to the best of my knowledge, federal employees, the federal employee health benefit, health insurance benefit (FEHB) is the only one that doesn't require. But I'm, 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 you know, that that could those roles could have changed. I haven't been in financial services for a couple of years. That's right. But. Yeah. No, you are right. Yeah. If if you're in Tricare and you want Tricare for life, you do have to enroll in Medicare. IMP. A lot of stuff for people to think about. I mean, I knew there was a, I knew there was an enrollment penalty for Part B. I've, I've seen too many people who got hit with it. I think it goes up to fifty percent, right? Is it, or or something like it's, that? Uh, it's it's about it's quite expensive. It's about ten percent for every twelve month period that you've missed enrolling in Part B. And one other one that a lot of people don't know is there's also a Part D penalty, which is your drug plan. This one gets missed often because people feel like, okay, I, I don't take any prescription drugs. I'm re- relatively healthy. I don't, I don't need drug coverage. But it's the same rationale. The government actually charges you a penalty if you're not enrolled in a Part D plan, even if you're not taking any prescription drugs. And so the only way to get around that is to is basically enroll in a low-cost prescription drug plan, which can sometimes be you know, 6 or $7 a month. Or you, you need to have other drug coverage that Medicare considers is as good as Medicare. So typically that's through an employer or some other drug plan. And I didn't, I didn't know about the Part D penalty either. You know, I, I had no idea. My son is on Part D extra help because he's on Medicaid. So I guess yeah. Part D extra help is for the low income. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But they, yeah. they, again, they automatically enrolled him in all that. I didn't have to do anything because he, yeah. was, on, he was on Medicaid. He's got Medicaid. That's right. So, so families who have children that are dual eligible, it's less of making sure your child's enrolled, more of making sure when they turn 65, you start thinking about these other other options, right? I mean. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think when you're under 65, you know, obviously make sure you, you get into that, that program as sort of a pathway for that. And then assess the options. Like if you do want to look at a Medicare Advantage plan, like I said earlier, the benefits are getting better each year. It might not be right for everyone. It might not be the right choice. It's on a case-by-case basis. And then when you turn 65, the, the options do open up a little bit more in terms of what's available to you, particularly on you know Medicare supplement and things like that. But again, I, I think the way we, we see it is at least check in once a year. We try and be proactive about that, whether you're under 65 or over 65, to check in and go, hey, how's the plan going? You know, Is it right for you? Is there anything that you want more? Or has your situation changed and it makes sense to, to look at something different? And laws change too, right, Richard? I mean, there's, there's, you know, this isn't static, right? I've seen things that they're talking about privatizing parts of Medicare or something, you know, so we don't know what the next five years is going to look like in this landscape. Yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot going on in a Medicare space in terms of conversations. There's, as mentioned earlier, people are, are sort of trying to get dental and vision included in the, in the basic program. There's been talk about lowering the Medicare age. And so that open that may open up a whole group of consumers who previously didn't have access to that who do have it now. Maybe you do want to make that decision. And so the laws are changing and they'll continue to change. And and you know, we're here to help navigate through that. 
Yeah. So your company cover rate will actually go and, and you guys have, you have, I'm sure you have people on staff keeping up with all this. So the average consumer doesn't have to try to worry about it. So if, if 65 is magic age to enroll, when should people start looking at Medicare? When should they start thinking about it? Let's say their birthday is in June. Should they start looking at it in January? Should they wait until March? Should they be looking at it the year before? Yeah, I would say a six-month period before you turn 65 is a good place to start. You really won't be able to make a specific decision or enroll in any sort of private plan until three months before. That's typically when you'll receive your Medicare card. But starting six months before uh, helps in in two aspects. One, if you're thinking about retiring around that age and, and you're not sure there are various considerations on when you should retire and things like that, that's when you can start planning. We can help you with that. But I would say starting if you're Birthdays in June really starts for January, February, March, thinking about it when you'll get into April, like you really do, you should really be reaching out to talk to someone. And we have a lot of resources on our website for that. So if you just want to be reading and sort of start getting peripheral knowledge, like you can do that and watch our Medicare 101 course, get acquainted. Then, you know, whenever you want to reach out, like we'll be there to help you. We will also let you know, you know, our specialists will let you know how you should really make this decision by this date. If you're not taking Social Security now, you need to reach out to Social Security and, and apply for Medicare by this date so that you can be ready for, for an effective start date of X. And that's something to think about with, with Social Security. And again, get your advice from a financial advisor, not from this podcast. But if you're if you are taking Medicare Part B as 65 that premium that Richard mentioned was going to be $175 a month comes out of your yeah, pocket unless you file for Social Security. If you take Social Security early at 65 and say your full retirement age is 67, you're taking a reduced benefit. And for the listeners who have children with disabilities who qualify for the disabled adult child benefit, that means your child is going to get a reduced benefit for the rest of their life. So for listeners who, who have children on the disabled adult child benefit like I do, you want to make wait until full retirement age for one of you, at least, to make sure your child gets the maximum benefit because the child's going to get 50% of your Social Security when you're alive, 75% when you die. So that is my public service announcement. And again, get your financial advice from a financial advisor, not from Richard or I, but <laughs> it should be a consideration. Of course. You know, the last thing I want to ask you about is coverage. Right now, when I was on your website, it looks like you're, and we, when we talked on the phone, you're not in all 50 states yet. But you're getting there, right? So right now, I think you're in 17 states, I think. Yeah, well, we've actually made a lot of progress since we last spoke. We've, as of yesterday, we're now in 33 states. Nice. So we're updating. <laughs> we're <laughs> updating. Uh, we need to update our website, but we uh, we're making an effort to, to get more coverage across the across the country. And so we're going to continue to add states over the next sort of 12 months or so. But we're now in 33. Really hoping to 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 broaden the way we can help people. That's awesome. So if they don't see their state on your website, that's not an automatic saying, oh, you can't help them. It's still reach out. You can still learn a lot from the website. I'm going to include a link to cover, right? And you can still ask questions, right? I mean. Yeah, yeah. And we like the chat function is is open to everyone. If you want to email us, it's open to everyone as well. We'll help you. We've, We've had a lot of situations in the past where you know, we're not in that state, but we'll still help you at least get through the basics and, and understand your options. And in some cases, we'll even um, find a partner that we can help refer you to in a, in a local, less local to you that we're not in, in a state that we're not in yet. 
That's awesome. Thank you, Richard. Is there, as, as we're winding down, is there anything I should have asked that I didn't ask? Anything that you really want to make sure listeners hear or understand? Again, I didn't go too deep into Medicare because your, your website's awesome. I mean, I love your FAQ. I, I love the fact you have a course. So I don't want to spend time talking about stuff that they can get on their own time by going to the website. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the really important message from our side really is talk to an expert when you're sort of going through this decision. It's a difficult decision. You know, we're here exactly for you know, that reason. There's a lot of considerations. You know, our goal is to make it, like you said earlier, easy for you, help you navigate sort of the, the web of alphabets that you have to go through. It's important. And like there, there are just so many things that people miss because, you know, like we talked about late enrollment penalties, the drug costs, just like assumptions that are made through sort of, you know, whether rightly or wrongly, just through, you know, general experiences that when people get surprised when they go into this this Medicare phase. And so just make sure you speak to an expert. It doesn't necessarily have to be us, but make sure you understand your options before you sort of make that final decision. Well, thank you, Richard. This has been fantastic. Thank you again for making the time to talk to me so early in the morning. And no, this has been awesome. Thank you. Yeah, no, this has been amazing. Thanks, Eric. I really like the work that, that you're doing. And hopefully, you know, both you and, you and us are able to help a lot of people out there who, who really need sort of the advice. Well, guys, what do you think about that episode with Cover Rate? I really took away a ton when I, when I talked to Richard, as I do with most of my guests. I, I have two or three pages of notes today. It was two. I apologize if there was some distractions in there. You know, my dog, it was, it's just here in Maryland, we got, a, we got a bit of a snowstorm. I couldn't leave my dog outside like I would have preferred. So you may have heard some background noises. I apologize for that. But I'd love to get your feedback on what you thought of Cover Right, what you thought of the interview with Richard, what topics you want me to cover in the future, and just anything else that, that you think I should be aware of. I ask you to do two things. Make a comment in the comment section in the app player of your choice. Leaving a comment helps my podcast get discovered and it helps bring the word to more families like you, more individuals like you who can use the information that I'm sharing here. And I also ask to, to share it with people that you think would benefit that, that you, you know, if you know somebody who's enrolling in Medicare, whether they have a disability or not, CoverRight is not a disability specific, you know, company. Although this podcast is for disability planning, Many of the resources I bring on are not disability specific because as parents, individuals, and professionals serving the disability community, the disability doesn't define us. We still have other lives and we we need to be cognizant of that. I feel like sometimes it's easy to lose sight of everything else we have going on. So yes, many of my guests are going to be in a disability focus, but not everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Look forward to, you know, touching base in the metaverse or wherever else you, you want to reach me. I can be reached at eric at specialnewsnavigator.us. Thank you for listening.